Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we discuss the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about power dynamics. Yeah, this is a tricky subject. As I was thinking about it this morning, I was thinking as an evangelical Christian, we believe in equality, right? That mm-hmm. that we're all equal. Um, yeah. And I, for a long time, have put that in the wrong direction where it's where equality just meant like, no, there's no power differences among people. And it really mm-hmm. hurt the way I was responding to people. Yeah. Um, and when I've you noticed say power some dif- negative ways oh. in it, the way it showed up in my life. What do you mean by that? So I'll give a great example. So for over 15 years, I was in a business partnership with my father. And um, so when we would interact with each other, mm-hmm. there was a power difference that um, we we needed to acknowledge, but never did. So he was the majority partner and there was the father-son dynamic, right? So right. Uh, no matter how much you try to separate it, that those those power dynamics were still present. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and I guess it might be beneficial to like quantify as we're talking together to the same place of what we're talking about when we mean power dynamic. What is that power? And it has a lot of negative connotations to it. I'm sure power always does, but um, it comes in many different forms of influence, of higher responsibility, of you know being the person who has to be where the buck stops and takes care of the end of the day. I think it also is, and correct me if you are feel differently on this, but like where you have more influence, like you just have more influence to talk to the people in charge or to move things around. Um, there's definitely a, a dynamic there. So does that pretty much quantify that well for you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I think when we don't acknowledge it, we can come into problems. And so as a leader, yeah. you're leading people, um, people, underneath your leadership, there is a power difference. Yeah. And uh, that, again, that doesn't mean like an equality difference, that there is literal power difference. And so um, yeah, we can kind of feel that under the surface, I think, often. But yeah. It's hard to put yeah. our finger on it. And maybe there's like a false humility or a false equality of um, trying to say, hey, we're all the same, but that we're not all the same. We don't all have the same responsibility. And probably there's like a backflow in that. I not probably there is a backflow when you when you behave that way that people end up holding responsibility that is too much for them or is not theirs and they don't have probably the covering or armor to to bear that but they're the ones that end up bearing it when it's very convoluted and we're all the same which yeah it usually isn't that way someone has more responsibility than others for the rest of the people in the room yeah and i think you can feel this um, and it could cause a lot of anxiety when you don't hold the power to something but mm-hmm. you're expected to have uh, be in charge of the results. Yeah, uh, you know, just on a on a system wide thing, that can be one of the most anxious things. And like so, when you again, feel responsible. Can... Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, when you're responsible but don't have the authority, which happens a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. 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 So, with um, what has been some of the biggest struggles as a manager of people? Like you manage people where you see them day to day often. Um, in addition to managing your part of the organization, what has been one of the biggest struggles of doing that well, like wielding that power well? Yeah, f- for me, um, I know you know this, Crystal, but I'm extremely authentic. I want mm-hmm. to share probably too much with mm-hmm. what's going on <laughs> internally and um, what's going on with me. And so it's 
being a leader, realizing that because of the power dynamic at place, it's there's certain areas that it's not healthy for my team and for my people for me to be authentic. And so though I can be very close with people I'm leading, there's yeah. still going to be something missing. There's it's not going to be the closeness, honestly, that I desire. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, just being intelligent with um sharing has been a really hard thing for me when I'm looking at power dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a, uh, a great, I don't remember where it came from, but a picture or wisdom on this is that there's certain things that shouldn't run downhill to the people under you because they're not in a place that's healthy for them to carry it or it causes other problems. You know, you, the leader bearing that on them, those things should always go uphill, like, you know, conflicts or criticisms or, or things that are emotional, I would say. Um, and when we, we go downhill with those, those can make people feel insecure. So I think sometimes they can actually give them more, uh, probably that dynamic we're talking about of feel more responsible for things that they're really not have the authority or resources to be responsible for, if we're dumping that on them and just causes difficulty. But I I resonate with that feeling like you want to be authentic. You want to be honest with these people. So what's, how do you achieve being honest um, connected to those that you lead without being, um, carelessly open with them with things that maybe has not beneficial for them to engage in. Yeah. I was thinking, Crystal, as you were saying that, like, there is a thing, secondary trauma, right. Where, mm-hmm. um, you know, sharing with those that are close to you, trauma in your life or things that are happening can actually, it produces the same result of trauma in the other person. Yes. And so, you know, it, um, I had to learn this. So like a power dynamic at home, you know, I'd bring, I'd bring things home, uh, relational mm-hmm. conflicts with people to my bride who cared about me deeply. And I've noticed sometimes she would carry a fence for of what was done longer than I would. Right. Yeah. So that's another uh, example of just an unhealthy way of doing it. And so what I've mm-hmm. learned, and I'm not, I'd love your feedback, whether you think this is <laughs> right or not, is uh, I've learned that the messier version needs to be shared with someone that there's not a power dynamic, right? That they're not under yeah. me in my leadership. And then the cleaned up version in most areas is appropriate for me to share with my team. Because like, if I'm worried about sales, for example, in my business, mm-hmm. uh, sharing it ugly somewhere else, and then coming back and saying, hey, this is a real concern I have, but we're still going to take this hill. That yeah. to me is the appropriate sharing, I think. Yeah. No, I think you're right on there because you are still sharing what needs to be shared and sharing well to bring your team in on it. But what I think we need to be aware of when we have a high a level of responsibility or influence higher than those that we're interacting with. And we often have that because we have interaction with more information. We have more resources. We have more awareness because that's why we're there because we grew into that and also have access. Like I would say, you know, being someone who part of my job in operations is the finances, which is a good analogy for this. Like I know, I know I see the trends all the time. I see all the big picture of it. If there's something that goes as, is stressful. And I share that just messy with people who don't usually have to deal with that or don't know the big picture. It can seem a hundred times bigger to them than it does to me while I'm just processing. And without awareness, if I were to just go into a room of people 
who are in my organization and say, oh man, this, this is down, like way down. And we're going to, you know, we usually have this much money here and we only have this much and we're going to have to figure out what to do to them. That could be like, oh no, the ship is crashing. <laughs> and yeah. they may not say that in the room because they're not aware of like, okay, this happens every time this year, or this is not unlike other situations we've had. We just have to figure it out. Um, but I think that that's very wise because they are going to have a different, um, they're not going to have the resources or the the raw awareness you do. So you can't be raw to that level with them. I believe healthy at least. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And restaurant industry is the same way. There's certain times of the year where profitability, you know, money wise Mm -hmm. is way up. And then other times of the year we can even lose money. And if you're uh, not used to that, right. Been doing it for 18 years now. I'm kind of used to the trends. Um, but if I just shared a one month and oh, the sky's falling, then, then all of a sudden people that are underneath my leadership are worried about their job. They're worried about their house. They're worried about, you know, their car payment. If they have one, you know, those type of things. And I am, I am inducing anxiety into a situation that is beyond just the sales. Yes, exactly. Though I would say that I wonder if this is a place where, again, and instead of just being ha- having hard lines of like, we don't share this here, we don't share that. It's yeah. more about intentionality, like um, going into the room, knowing the room you're talking to and knowing what you need to do to get them to understanding. Like um, maybe you do want to share, you want to help them understand the organization better, or maybe it's a leadership development situation, kind of telling the whole picture and say, here's the thing, I'm going to share this with you, but yeah. here's the bigger picture. This is why I'm not... Um, on a level from one to 10, it's the three, but it's important to know, like, I wonder if that is really valuable too. Cause I think we can go the other way with power dynamics and, um, close the door to people growing because we keep the line too hard of, of sharing and don't give them access to that, um, information. Yeah. I think whenever we're developing, we want failure, right. Of the people we're leading on small levels that don't cause big messes. Right. And so that's totally true of knowing your, that's part of the key of knowing who you're leading um, and what they can handle because there is that stretch in a rubber band that we want to cause that happens in leadership. I mean, you know, I know myself as a leader and Crystal, I'm sure this is the case for you too, is a lot of um, the areas that I'm strong in leadership now Mm -hmm. is because of failure in those areas. Right. And so, yeah, um, that's some of the biggest learning lessons happen in that. So, yeah, learning, teaching someone to carry the load. So, like, um, you know, I mentioned my father and being in business with him. Um, and now I'm on my own. Uh, and, you know, there was a handoff that happened, there was a weight that transitioned, that power dynamic slowly started to get handed off to mm-hmm. me. And, you know, and now, so in business, I've, I've learned to carry that, but now our relationship even feels different, right? Because there was, for so long, there was a power dynamic there of majority owner and minority owner. And now that no longer, now we're back to just father, son. And so it's like this relearning of our relationship. And How's that going? I can bring like problems to them a lot easier. I also don't have okay. anyone to blame that's above me. Oh, okay. So <laughs> good for father, son, not good for business owner, huh? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that's too, when we have friendships on teams that yes. that becomes a challenge as well. I've experienced because you want to be, especially if they're close friends, you know, sometimes they come on your team or spouses that happens too. I've lived through that. <laughs> um, but it is hard to find those lines of you want to not withhold from them, but you, it can get very messy, you know? And I think one thing with, um, that sharing of information we are talking about, sometimes if we are sharing too much or too raw, I think would probably be the way to say it. Like, I think sometimes we create that dynamic. We started talking about in the beginning of responsibility without authority, where people start feeling responsible and overwhelmed by things that they don't have the authority and that breeds anxiety in them. Um, or, you know, they, they care, they care too much about you as the leader because <laughs> you're their friend and you're falling apart and, and it's hard for them to, to not be, bring that anxiety into the, the team situation because they feel their leaders falling apart when you were being raw with them as a friend. Um, so I don't know the answer to fixing that. It's just a, a something that I've experienced is, you know, something to balance. Maybe it's quantifying that, you know, I'm good, but like this, I'm just processing with you as a friend or a spouse. I know Ken and I, my husband do that because we work together and we've had to, we used to be really silly about it because it was so hard to like, here, I'm going to put on my my husband hat, which for me is like a cowboy hat in my mind, which my husband is so not country guy, but I don't know why am I, when I visualize it, it's a cowboy hat. Um, <laughs> but here's my husband hat or here's my wife hat or, you know, um, or me, I'll be like, it's hard for me to listen to him as a team member with well, this. Okay. So here's on the other side, the, the side of a, whatever authority or where you do have the responsibility and people vent to you. <laughs> and it's like, you created that decision and you created that. And they're totally unaware. Cause they're like talking to you as their <laughs> friend or their spouse or just somebody, or they're just unaware. And it's so hard not to get defensive and to bring that into that relationship. Because I mean, they're, that happens a lot when your leadership, at least my experience has been that people will criticize you without realizing they're criticizing you. Um, and to stop that, I don't know what, I don't know what the answer is to that. Cause I feel like I would love your input on this. Being a good leader is like just taking that and separating that. That is just how it goes. If you're going to be the one who is making decisions and you're going to have a large margin where people are not going to agree with you and you're going to have to bear that sometimes. Yeah, I think, and I think we can create whiplash in people because, yeah. so like, I am f close to the people I lead, um, yeah. very close. Some of them have worked for me for a long, long time, 15, 11, eight years. And in a, you know, pizza restaurant, that's kind of rare to be able to have that. So I'm super honored with it, but, um, mm -hmm. but we're close fr friends but there's sometimes, so like this last week where I had changed the systems on how we're doing something and mm -hmm. I had someone that had worked for me for a long time really make to me a big deal out of nothing, right? <laughs> and so mm -hmm. obviously I'm not going to say it to that person in that way, uh, but um, I had to say, I think you're forgetting I sign your check. Oh. I think you're forgetting... <laughs> you know, we're friendly, but you need to remember really where the buck stops. And this, this is a thing you just need to do. You've told me your concerns. I've heard them. We're doing this. So and so that's where, that. yeah, I've literally had to say that. Um, yeah. and, and again, I've been reflecting on like the whiplash that I caused like, Hey, Hey, we're uh -huh. close. We're close. We're close. But there is this at the end of the day, my signature is on the stinking check. Do what I say. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, if you would like to still work for me. And so yeah. that yeah. that's a, you know, obviously that's an extreme like difference, uh-huh. but I think that happens in all of our leadership where, um, yeah. and depending on how we respond to anxiety, I go into fight, right? So you can see mm-hmm. it right there. Like you stop, you listen to me. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. Yeah. And it's coming to the surface. So. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting um, point there is that whiplash of why it's so important to try to find good boundaries throughout each situation, because if you're holding the boundary or um, that line in the good times of just, you know, making sure you're not too, I don't want to say not too buddy, buddy, because I think that's too simplistic of it, but like, you know, keeping that line of like, you are the leader um, without being authoritarian. I'm, as I'm saying this, like I, it's twisting in my head and I'm like, I'm so against like being an authoritarian leader. Cause I don't think yeah. that maximizes people, but what you're saying is not to confuse them, not to like, uh, move the target, <laughs> like to make them feel like it's one way. And then all of a sudden you get so frustrated, you, you know, put the gavel down and like, no, I'm the boss. Cause that is, I think very damaging to relationship if done wrong. I know sometimes you have to do it. No, well, and even there, like I said, th- that's why I said the whiplash. It was done wrong. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. we had a long enough conversation that I was able to uncover some anxiety of why it was a big deal for this person. When to me, I'm like, come on. Um, yeah. And yeah. we're still making the change, but it's in a healthy way. But but my reaction, my anxiety reaction was not to listen. It wasn't to be curious, right? Yeah. It was to say, Come on. Because honestly, in my day, I was like, I got so much going on. You're going to fight me about this. And if I wouldn't have taken the time, if it would have just been what I just said, like, I signed your check, just do it. And if I wouldn't have taken the time to have a follow-up conversation, um, which was, hey, I don't like the way that ended. Can we have a do-over? I think we were both in anxiety and had a good conversation about it. Um, That person may have left my leadership. Um, and yeah. at the least it would have been very damaged and honestly still is damaged. Um, mm-hmm. even though there was repairing that happened. Yeah. That's and hard. so again, power dynamics, you can see when they really come out is when anxiety is there, right? Yeah. That's yeah. when I think you can really see them. Yeah. Especially when it comes out. Yeah. In harsh ways. Um, yeah. I- what I think you just hit on something really important though, like goal to this conversation is that with that place of, if you are in a place of authority, influence, or power, um, you have a lot of power to control the way that things go play out. Right. And you have in, including taking it to the space that you just alluded to of like, um, being curious, being, um, willing to lead the way and pulling back the onion of the situation with care, um, it doesn't mean like being verbally vomiting or being authentic without, um, without thinking through it, but it means like asking the questions in the room and setting the tone of a healthy conversation instead of just pushing through the tension or ignoring it. And I think that's one of the the most beautiful things we can see how we take this authority and responsibility we have and use it to, to bring a healthy dynamic into the culture, um, which is intentionality and understanding intentionality and communication, not letting things go that are obviously not okay, just to move the ball down the field. Um, and you do that without, it, it's not about being emotional or authentic, um, on the surface. It's about being that way, um, being authentic and honest in a healthy way that goes deeper. Um, and I think you have, we have the power to do that as the leader because we open up that 
um, climate of the room. Like if we yeah. open the door for those questions to be conversed about um, in a healthy way, then that changes and gives everybody else the freedom um, to be honest. And I think we have to bear the responsibility of that too. You know, if things get difficult, we have to be the one to um, not get, you know, shut it down or um, be done with it. But I would say in my own conviction, the responsibility to walk through with that person or with the team and bring it to the other side. Yeah. Yep. And as we're talking about this, I'm just thinking, man, being a leader is hard. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you recognize you're having to pay attention to all these things like power dynamic. And, um, and it's just that it's something to pay attention to. It's not like, yeah, it's not something to get worried about or concerned about. It's just pay attention because I think it plays a part of our lives more than, um, we want to, we want to real realize. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it can cause anxious feelings. It can, it changes the way people respond to us. Um, yeah. Honestly, as a leader, I think often we can put people into anxiety a lot quicker uh -huh. than the average person. Um, that's why yeah. our words matter so much. Like we were saying, share the cleaned up um, truth yeah. <laughs> instead of yeah. just the, like me, I get very emotional about it and yeah. dramatic and yeah. it can be, it can be so damaging if I'm not careful, but it's something, something we need to acknowledge in our relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And I think being really aware, like we always talk about on this podcast of ourself and our reactivity, because I think that's in leadership because um, it is very stressful and it's hard. And like I was saying, often you hear people criticize what you're doing or um, push back or just you have to bear a lot. And I think learning to manage that reactivity in yourself is where the first step is, uh, especially like, you know, that scenario I brought up about someone's criticizing something you put up that you you created possibly. Um, and that the reaction is to be like, okay, you want to defend it or you want to say, just do it because I said to do it. Um, but learning to control that, understand that it's okay. Um, even maybe not even telling them that you had anything to do with that, which is a great practice. And then actually trying to understand where they're coming from. And I think you were the one who taught me some, the phrase that's been very helpful is to treat people. You'll have to remind me, but it was about, they're not it's because <laughs> often in, uh, I think when we're just trying to accomplish something, people become it's, you know, they become just means to the end. And when we look at every person as a person who's, who is processing through their own stuff and has understanding that we can bring them to greater understanding, um, instead of just getting them to do what we want, um, for the purpose of just getting to the end, we can have a lot greater, um, output for the long term as opposed to just that moment when we want something done. Yeah, totally true there. Yeah. They're not just a tool in our tool belt. They're a human being. And I think it's easy to forget that, um, yeah. especially when they're not listening to us. <laughs> right, and, <laughs> and they need to we're... because we're in charge. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So yeah. power dynamics, you're going to get it wrong, and it's okay. Just kind of be aware of it this week and continue to yeah. fail forward. You got this. Thanks for joining us this week on the Human Size Podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Join Crystal and Zach next week when they discuss the culture we currently live in. Things have changed dramatically, and Crystal and Zach unpack it with us. Now have a fantastic week.